0: Throughout history, we have seen great leaders, men and women, who have risen to the occasion and led their people through the best of times and the worst of times. People of courage and conviction who have done what needed to be done, even if it came at great cost. Hi. I'm Adam Burton, and I'm the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. Thank you for joining me for my weekly online Bible study, where we are walking through the entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, to see how all of Scripture points to Jesus. This study, it comes from the Gospel Project, and our study tonight is A Leader's Wisdom. As we read through the scriptures, we encounter some great leaders. One of the most well-known is Moses, perhaps the biggest star in the Jewish world. He gave God's people direction and led them out of Egypt. He served as God's mouthpiece, telling the people what God had told him. But the task was not easy. The people struggled to trust God and they grumbled against God, against Moses, and against one another. As problems arose among the people, Moses tried to carry the load of managing them by himself. But thankfully, God doesn't want his people to bear their burdens alone. Many of us, we found ourselves in in similar situations, whether it be at our work or in our homes or our local churches. It can be easy for those who have been called to lead to take on too much. And if we aren't careful, we can begin to feel like Moses, crushed by the weight of responsibilities that we bear. God's desire is that none of us rely on our own strength, our own wisdom, our own leadership, no matter how great our qualities may be. Instead, God wants us to turn to Him and to trust in the One who is perfectly strong, perfectly wise, and who perfectly leads. In this session, we will see that Moses had been the sole judge for all of the people of Israel. But when Moses' father-in-law Jethro met with him, he gave the overwhelmed leader some much-needed wisdom and proved himself to be a wise leader in blessing the people of God. Well, our first point tonight is that wise leaders rejoice with others. Wise leaders rejoice with others. Let's read here Exodus chapter 18 verses 7 through 9. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for the Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them in the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel, in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now notice here how Jethro responded to what Moses had told him. He rejoiced. God's works are a blessing not only to those who experience them firsthand, but also to all who hear them, even if they are separated by distance or time or, or both. Jethro was about to see what the people of Israel had missed. They were the ones who had actually lived through the story that Moses told. They were the ones who had witnessed what God had done. But for all they had seen, they still didn't marvel at God's power in the way that Jethro did from just hearing of God's mighty works. The Israelites, they were too busy complaining. You know the reason that, that we are like the Israelites in our propensity to complain is because that we share the same core problem, sin. We complain because it is our nature to do so. We cannot miss that Moses did not just give in to this sinful inclination, yes, I mean he told Jethro of the hardships that they had experienced, but this was not with a spirit of complaining to but to show god 's faithfulness and his goodness through them. Moses refused to follow in the way of the people he led, he did not complain to Jethro about what it was like to lead such a stubborn and ungrateful people to Moses. The story that deserved to be told centered on God and His faithfulness rather than the Israelites and their faithlessness. Here's a question to, to think about. What does complaining say about our hearts? Well, it, it can tell us that, that we are self-focused and self-centered. We are do not trust in the sovereign and good works uh, of, that God does to bring all things together for our good. We believe that our plans and expectations are higher and wiser than God's. Look here at Exodus chapter 18, verses 10 through 12. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods because in this affair they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. But and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Jethro didn't try to poke holes in Moses' story. What Moses told him was astonishing. It would have been hard for anyone who was not there to believe. But Jethro didn't give in to cynicism or competition. Rather, he was compelled to worship God for being greater than all of the other gods. His main takeaway from Moses' story, when we come together with other believers and begin to share all that God has done in our lives, we ought to be like Jethro and Moses, joyful and filled with worship. If we want to be godly and wise men and women, wise leaders in whatever context that God has placed us, we need to recognize the ways God has moved in our lives and ministries. But we should do so without missing what God is doing around us and in the lives of others. You know, this is what the body of Christ does. We are a people who work together to accomplish the ministry that God has laid before us. Always rejoicing at the marvelous things that we see God do, do both in our lives and in the lives of others. As Paul put it so simply yet eloquently in First Thessalonians 5, verse 16, we are to rejoice always. Here's another question to think about. How does God receive honor when we rejoice at all that He is doing with others? Well, we are submitting ourselves to His greatness, His goodwill, when we rejoice in His works and in others' lives. We are obeying Him by considering others above ourselves. We also join our voices with other believers in praising God for His power and His glory. Our second point is that wise leaders challenge others. Wise leaders challenge others. Read with me here, Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 through 18. The next day Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw that all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people came to me to inquire of God, when they have have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another, and I make them know the statutes of God and His laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, "What you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out, for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone." Moses was acting as a single judge for all the people's disputes and what he was doing was good. But he was overwhelmed with the task and the people waited for hours to be heard. There was a better way and Jethro saw it. Delegate the work. By distributing the workload, God's people and Moses would be much better off. But Jethro had to take the risk and challenge Moses for the situation to improve. Jethro's wisdom in confronting Moses, it was reasonable, but his counsel did not come without risk. Moses had been leading God's people for some time. He was God's appointed leader and here was Jethro to to give him some advice, to remind him that he was not superhuman, that he needed the help of others, that he was making a tactical mistake in his leadership. Now, No doubt Moses was weary from hearing the complaints of others, but Jethro knew Moses needed to hear what he had to say, both for his own good and the good of God's people. Now some look at, so he took the risk and he counseled his son-in-law. Now there is a time and a place for us to offer helpful advice when we see an area of weakness in someone else, just as there is a time and place for us to receive helpful advice when others see a weakness in us. This is the heart of the biblical imagery of iron sharpening iron. We have the ability to sharpen one another, so we are more useful and efficient as tools in God's hands. Exodus chapter 18 isn't the only place in Scripture where we see a leader willing to challenge another leader. In Galatians chapter 2, we see Paul confront Peter, also called Cephas, After Peter withdrew from fellowship with Gentile Christians because of the presence of Jewish Christians from Jerusalem, Paul's decision to have a difficult conversation with Peter was necessary for his his good and for the health of the early church. Amidst the growing tensions and frustrations between the Jewish and Gentile Christians, the church needed people like Paul who was willing to make sure that everyone was being treated fairly according to the gospel. If challenging Peter was necessary to preserve the unity of God's people, then Paul was willing to do it. Think about this question. Why might it be difficult to confront and challenge others? Well, I mean, we are unsure that, that we have the right to, or, or the wisdom to do so. Maybe we might be struggling with, with some sin of our own. We don't like being confronted ourselves. Also, we, we aren't sure maybe how our confrontation will be taken. Jethro's challenge to Moses wasn't meant to discourage him, but to equip him to be, a, to be the leader that the Israelites needed. Sometimes when we are in the middle of a season filled with great responsibility, the pressure and stress keeps us from realizing that we need help. Instead of reaching out to others to lighten our load, we go into survival mode and attempt to, to tackle every task by ourselves. Moses had unknowingly set himself and his people up for failure in this way. And Jethro's gentle suggestion to delegate his responsibilities benefited not only Moses, but also the people who depended on him. Listen to this quote here from Augustine. God spoke to Moses, did he not? Yet Moses very prudently and humbly yielded the advice of his father-in-law. Foreigner though he was, with regard to governing and directing such a mighty nation, for he realized that from whatever intellect right counsel proceeded, it should be attributed not to him who conceived it, but to the one who is the truth, the immutable God. Our last point is that wise leaders share the burdens with others. Wise leaders share burdens with others. Read here Exodus chapter 18. Verses twenty four through twenty seven. So Moses listened to the voice of his father in law and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and they judged the people at all times. Any hard case they brought to Moses, but any small matter they decided themselves. Then Moses let his father in law depart, and he went away to his own country. Moses chose a group of men who feared God, they were trustworthy, and who hated bribes, people of character, not of status. He instructed them about the law and taught them what they were to do in their new role. These men were appointed as judges over different groups of people, bringing only the the more difficult cases to Moses. So in this way, Moses was able to endure, and the people went home satisfied. Now Moses should have realized his need for sharing his leadership burden before he met Jethro. I mean, in Exodus chapter 17, we we read of the Israelites battling against the armies of Amalek. And from an overlooked position, while Moses' arms were raised, the Israelites prevailed. But when his arms fell, the Amalekites began to win the battle. Because Moses' arms were weary, Aaron and Hur held them up, and the Israelites conquered their foe. Moses should have learned this lesson, but he couldn't on his own. He needed someone else, Jethro, to help him to see it. Jethro's plan likely sounds familiar and logical to us because many governments today operate in a similar way. I mean, Governing an entire nation of people is too great a task for one man or woman, no matter how qualified. Jethro's principle of leadership impacts more than just national governments. I mean, it, it informs leadership in a more important area, our churches. The ministry of the gospel is an enormous task of eternal importance. This is why God designed the church to function following a Jethro-like model. We share the burdens of ministry with each other as we each work together to build up the body, preserving the unity of the church and glorifying God as people see us work together in unity, humility, and in love. Our essential doctrine this week is the body of Christ. The New Testament describes the church as the body of Christ. The church lives and operates as Christ's representative here on earth, with Christ as its head. This means that the church is an extension of Christ's ministry, carrying out his work by fulfilling the Great Commission. In addition, the picture of the church as the body of Christ shows us the interconnectedness of individual Christians, with each member dependent upon one another for growth and sanctification. We "...are to carry one another's burdens as we help to lead the people of God into greater love of Christ and hatred of sin. But as good as the gift of the church is in this regard, God has also given us Christ, the head of the church. We are to cast all our burdens for salvation and sanctification on Him who has the wisdom and power to bear them for us perfectly." May we humbly submit ourselves to our Lord, the one who leads us, equips us, and enables us to help one another to carry out the mission that we have received as followers of Christ. Moses, like all of us at times, needed a wake-up call. He needed Jethro to rejoice with him and to encourage him. But he also needed Jethro to point out an area of weakness so he could improve in his leadership. Moses was not a perfect leader, even after heeding Jethro's counsel, and neither are we. Jesus, however, serving as the head of the church, offers the example of perfect leadership for all of us. Moses led imperfectly, as do we, but Christ leads with perfect wisdom. As God's leaders today, we should learn from Moses, a great leader, while keeping our eyes fixed upon Christ, the perfect leader. Because God has established us as a people and gives us wisdom, we provide godly counsel to others and follow the godly counsel given to us so that we may be more effective in proclaiming God's kingdom to the world. Here's some application questions for you to think about this week and how you can take this lesson and apply it to your very life. What burdens will you cast upon Christ? believing that He will carry them for you with wisdom and power. What burdens can you and your friends bear with one another? How will you share the wisdom God has given you to help others and point them to Jesus, who bears all our burdens through faith? Would you pray with me? Father, we praise You for Your infinite wisdom. We thank you for the wisdom you have provided your people in your word and through godly leaders. God, help us to reflect your character by living in wisdom and obedience as we seek to share one another's burdens with the body of Christ. Amen. Well, Thank you so much for joining me. I pray that God used our time together to grow you in your faith, I would love to hear from you and how God is, is working in your life. Also, if you have any questions about the Bible or Christianity or, or need me to pray for you, please let me know. I want to connect with you on all the social media platforms. Don't forget to, to listen to The Daily Devo as well. You can get it on all the socials or via podcast. Just search for The Daily Devo by Adam Burton in your favorite podcasting app. Well, may God bless you, and Lord willing, I will see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for our weekly online Bible study.